Yeah, have you been because I this last past weekend I had like a long weekend because there's like a Veterans Day weekend, and my work recognizes it as a as a holiday. So I took Thursday I took Thursday off, and then we had Friday off. So I had like a nice long uh, weekend to do nothing but watch movies. Same here, somewhat. I took the week off uh, prior to that, the whole week. Like we just eating up PTO days at the old job. And I did a lot of the same stuff. We uh, touched base a couple times to just kind of say, hey, I'm watching this movie. You watch it too, goddammit. And then that's how, we, <laughs> that's how we do our thing. You uh, virtually twisted my arm behind my back and pushed my head into the television. Go on, Shutter, right now. Right now. And hurt, uh, we hurt me in the soul. Ended up like usurping the whole name and premise of the channel by watching some pretty good horror movies this past week. Yeah, I, I have a feeling that we just we haven't been suffering enough. That's for sure. Um, I, 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 I feel lacking in the suffrage. I do. Yeah, I, I feel like uh, we're coming across as like a fake channel now with uh, suffering needs to be taken out of the title. But I, that's that's not really what we want to do because we we I do enjoy seeing a great horror movie, and we've just been on a kind of a roll with them lately. Um, we haven't been particularly watching them on the channel because, you know, we're supposed to be suffering on this channel. Yes, that's right. We're, uh, you know, we got to stay on brand and it's too late to change the brands by this point. We're right. too invested. I feel we have to make penance and I feel we will be making penance very soon with some yeah. uh, upcoming things that we have going on. Um, but I guess we can talk about what we've. What we've watched. Uh, so I, I'll start off first. You, sure. you, re you recommended. Um, which one should I go with first? You recommended talk to me, and okay, yeah. And then I was like, you know, talk to me has always been on my list of movies to watch. Anyways, you know, when I saw the previews for it in the theater, uh, I could say I wasn't too interested in it because I didn't, I didn't know what the concept of the movie was. Pretty, pretty much from the, the trailers of it. So it didn't really interest me. What in a, that much i thought it was just going to be one of those kind of teeny bopper um slasher flicks not that here. it goes down because i do love my slasher flicks and not really slash flick kind of like you know the spirit you know haunting slasher kind of thing anyways um so i just kind of put it on the side burner until you told me like hey check it out it's really good and i did yeah yeah i was um pleasantly surprised i was it was one of those movies that the more i thought about it the more i i realized like damn i i liked a lot of it and i think it has to do with just the pacing of it the the cast was great um i didn't do any real super in-depth research but it, i did a little bit before the we started tonight and it was uh this is our first feature which is even more impressive it's a it's two directors twins both young men um both Australian guys that uh, had a YouTube channel that kept getting shut down because they were doing backyard wrestling stuff. <laughs> and just, I saw a brief montage of their stuff and I, God knows how they got out of life with all their limbs because it's just, it, it looked like jackass to the extreme, the kind of thing <laughs> that only young crazy guys do, but they, they pulled it off, man. This, this, it was a phenomenal first film. Right, yeah, and I think uh, I went on to, not to give away any spoilers that uh, it, it the the premise of the plot was that there is this hand and it's like a, a ceramic hand or it's a plaster hand. You don't really know what it is, but it's got all this graffiti on it. Pretty much from, I would say the graffiti is not really graffiti. Maybe it's just signatures of people who have done the trick and they just signed off, you know. And and the premise of it is they they one the person takes 
a hold of the hand and then they recite these words, um, talk to me. And then when they say the words talk to me, they see something flash up before them and it scares the shit out of them. And then they have to say the words, let me in, or I let you in, or I invite you in, something like that. I let you in, I believe. Yeah. And then the person who's holding onto the, the ceramic hand is possessed by the dead. And it just kind of takes off this weird premise of utilizing me- the aspect of mediums and um, seances and turning them into a real supernatural game that party game uh, yeah and that that is you know turns out you know people don't believe it they just see all these videos of these people supposedly possessed by this by this hand or the different ghosts that uh, occupy the area and yeah so it's a crazy concept and i and i absolutely loved it oh i did too and um there's so many things i liked about it like uh kind of the one of the things that struck me First of all, like the, is that it's, um, you know, like it's young director, young cast, and it felt genuine in that way. It felt like it was really, uh, that, that all the actors were speaking in the way that, that young people would like, it felt very, uh, authentic in that way. Like they were genuine. Yeah. Yeah. Like they were cruel in the way that only teenagers can be cruel to one another. And another thing that I really liked about it was that, there was no pretense of like, is this really some mystical thing? I don't know. Maybe, you know how like a lot of horror movies are tedious in that way where there's always the doubting Thomas character. They had none of that. It was like all of the teenagers that are experimenting with this thing know that it's, it's, that it's the genuine article that it can really possess people. And it's a real conduit to the uh, other side and that yeah. it can allow people a pathway in these, these malevolent spirits. And they just, but they're, you know, it's got that, the, the thing about youthful, just kind of hubris is that they think, Oh, what, what's, what's going to happen. I'm going right. to hit this like crack pipe. What's the worst that could happen. That's kind <laughs> of the feeling that it gave. Yeah, it's a, it was a Pandora's box, and uh, I, I think uh, at the beginning there was some skeptici- skepticism from some of the teenagers who hadn't done it, that they're like, uh, I don't believe it, let's go there and do it, and the, this, the, our heroine, I wouldn't say heroine, our protagonist of the story, um, she's going through some issues, and you know, with friends and family, and you know, they, they kind of established this little mini plot about her, her background, and um, how she experiences the her first encounter with his hand, and it's truly frightening. And they set up they set up the uh, the rules for it too. There's there's rules for this this world. I, I have a rant I want to go off to on a little bit after this um, sure. about rules horror rules. Um, <laughs> the, but uh, there are rules. You know, you can't go longer than what ninety seconds. Uh, ninety seconds is the max time you can be connected to the other world. And they don't really go into detail about what happens after that, only that some kind of connection is permanently made if it's after 90 seconds. Well, guess what? Yeah. Someone goes over 90 seconds and pretty much all hell breaks loose. Yeah. Don't get it wet. Don't don't let it eat after midnight. (laughs) You know, as as soon as they establish anything, it's it's kind of like with one of the other movies we'll talk about. It's like, what's this nail gun about? It's like, you know what the nail gun's about. The nail gun is. (laughs) Is <laughs> you've established the nail gun? Yeah, congratulations. That's foreshadowing. Yeah, and this turned out to be a, another A twenty four film. If I'm, I believe, it was. right? Yes, yeah, it was. 
So um, another great standout A24 film. What can I say? Um, uh, they, they make some great horror. And a lot of the movies that I've watched from them that even even if it wasn't like a phenomenal movie, there's something about it that's at least kind of like, OK, that was artistically ambitious in some kind of way. Yeah. Yeah, even if it doesn't make a bit of damn sense, or it's out there, <laughs> or, or but, if it's, it's somewhat up its own butt. Yeah, yeah. Um, like we were talking about, I think on the last one where they're little um, highfalutin, where they're trying to put the stream of consciousness on on you, and not just yeah. throwing blood and guts into your face. Right, right. Yeah, we did touch on that the other day about how uh, some horror fans are a little bit kind of annoyed by the pretentious artistry of a lot of movies. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, A24, or I'm mean, A24, uh, let me in. God, it's talk to me. <laughs> talk to me. I, I do the same thing because, yeah. yeah. Um, but talk, talk to me is not, it does not have, uh, you're going to be pleasantly surprised with the amount of violence and gore in the film it's not all over the place but when it's there it's powerful it's brutal and you're just being like holy shit um, well and it's you know it's kind of that age-old thing it's like it it has an impact when you care about the characters i think that a lot of the movies that i've kind of have just i've forgotten about have had a lot more visceral things happen to the characters but you're kind of like eh, your your connection to them is what moves you in. right yeah yeah, and the, the, these characters are all very relatable. I guess, you know, even to us Gen Xers that, you know, can still relate to them a little bit. You know, we all, every generation is rebellious in their own way. And Well, I think I could relate to the peer pressure part of it because if we had something like that, we would have been like that. Maybe not us specifically, but people in our peer group. We know yeah. some folks like that like just just do it you puss just <laughs> just open the necronomicon and read the thing sure <laughs> um but yeah and a great ending too it kind of wrapped everything up and yeah. i mean it's, it wasn't a nice tidy bow but it it did wrap everything up uh really good so yeah i'm just really really great i'm really looking forward to seeing what the philippi philippu philippi <laughs> brothers do after this sorry i messed yeah. up your name no, yeah, that would be great. I, 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 I'm kind of hoping they don't do a sequel, but you know, who knows with the yeah, success that's, of it. Yeah, that, that's always tedious because it's horror sequels are, you know, just kind of fundamentally worse films. It's just yeah. the, the curse of most sequels. But you know, if it does really well, there's always going to be someone who's going to be looking at a sequel for it. But I guess if it's done well, there's nothing I can complain too much about. But. Yeah, hopefully it doesn't turn into cabin fever two and three. <laughs> oh, um, so I went. I was about to go off on horror rules. Yeah, and please do. So, uh, my wife and I went to go see Terrifier two in the theaters. Or okay. in the theater. It was kind of like re-released in the theater just this past week. It's kind of like a, a preamble to Terrifier three, which is coming out, I guess, in December. Right. And you know, I, I've, 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 Terrifier one was was just a you know, a gross out gore fest, you know, which didn't have a plot or a story. And the two was pretty much the same one, the same way, except it was 40 minutes longer. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> um, so I, I was telling I was I was telling my wife, we we're both complaining because uh, even in the theater, there were certain scenes that stood out where she was just like, what? Oh, fuck off. You know, and I was like, yeah, wow, she's never done that ever. And because she loves cheesy horror films and things like that. But this things that were going on in the film were just 
bonkers, badass, crazy that didn't have anything to do with anything. The plot, the plot made no sense. And I'm not even worried about that. I'm like, why did this happen? Why did this happen? It doesn't matter. It's a terrifier film. The only right. thing that, that matters to me is like, is Art the Clown, there are no rules for this monster as yet. It seems like he can do anything and everything and show up in one place, murder, kill, be shot, be uh, cut in half, head cut off, but his head be birthed out somebody, somebody else's orifice. And it, it, there's no rules laid down for why he is there. What is he doing? You know, even, you know, Jason Voorhees has a motive. Uh, Freddy Krueger has a motive. Even Michael Myers has a motive. And they all have their weaknesses. They're very powerful creatures. They can do all this stuff, but they always have a certain weakness. Terrifier Art the Clown doesn't seem to have any kind of weakness. And anytime a weakness is found, it seems like he just stands right up and regenerates. And so they're saying like he's a demon, but even demons have rules and structure about them. And that's that's and that's kind of one of the age old rules. Like Superman has to have kryptonite. Otherwise, what's the point? He's a god. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, you know, I know these are superhero references that, that come to mind immediately, but this is basically superhero rules that you're talking about. Like yeah. uh, Adam Eve on uh, Invincible, like she can manipulate things on an atomic level. Right. They put a governor on her that she can't, that that can't be applied to flesh. She can't do that to anything living. And you have to have those rules or else what's the point? She could just yeah. like, you know, create a, 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 friggin' Godzilla and then it would it's under her control or whatever yeah. she wants to do. No, and that's the that's the point uh that you know why you know to create unstoppable creatures like art it it it's it, the the movie is and I don't even know I, I doubt the director even had a point to art other than the sheer nihilism of of it maybe where you know you could try to stop him as much as you want and it's not gonna work. Um but I I was so frustrated that the I was like well how what are his rules i don't know his rules we don't none of that's been there's been a short at least two shorts with him in it there's been a full length with terrifier there's been another full length terrifier too and his world has not ever been established hit the the restrictions he has no restrictions and that's why i think he's just kind of like a i think he's a not a i think he's a very poor poorly executed monster yeah he's it's bad writing yeah, extremely bad writing. I I think the concept is cool, um, but I, I remember just being extremely ag- aggravated. And so, like I said, the first one I didn't care because I knew what I was getting myself into. It was just a straight up horror flick, monster like they tried to put a little bit more into this one. And believe me, two 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 hours and ten minutes of art the fucking clown is way <laughs> too much. I'm telling you, man. Well, oh, that- I, I bet it was. And like my memory of Terrifier 1, I haven't seen 2, but my memory of Terrifier 1 was just a montage of of kill scenes. Yes. That's, that's kind of all that sticks out in my head. I remember the, you know, the one that sticks with everybody is where he saws the lady in half. Yeah. You know, from the bottom to the top. Sure. Which, yeah. You know, gr- great kill scene, but if there's if like, can you relate to any of the uh, to any of his victims at all? Are they well no. acted? Nothing. Yeah. No. So what's Absolutely the point? Not. It's it'd be like Freddie without any of his. You need the counterpoint of of some of the teenagers that you actually like for Freddie right. to be for, for him to work at all. Well, let's uh, let's let's dive into Freddie. Why, why is Freddie so pissed off? 
Uh, he's pissed off because a mob of parents tracked him down and basically murdered his ass. Yeah, and now he's burned him to death, and now he's back for revenge from the supernatural world to take revenge on their children to murder all their children. That's a great motivation. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's it's thin, you know, like yeah, it doesn't yeah. it doesn't um it doesn't hold up on all the sequels that they did, <laughs> no, you yeah. know. But um, it, same thing with Jason. It's like you weren't watching me. Well, for one thing, he's neurodivergent, <laughs> right? <laughs> but then, like they, you know, so he probably doesn't have, uh, you know, kind of the the same kind of moral compass as any of us. The same kind of right and wrong, and then right. You know, and and then they the counselors are off boning one another, and the kid drowns, and now he's this vengeful spirit. You know, right? Yeah, and uh, what Michael Myers? He's basically just a psychopath straight from his birth, but at the same time, he's you know he's out with a mission. That's mission is killed, but he's he's a human. He's a uh, just a really awful human being in the first film. And te- <laughs> technically, he kind of goes off the rails in two, and then you know from four and on it's just uh batshit crazy but you know he had a terminator from there on out right in the first movie he did he wasn't specifically after laurie strode he was just going back to his old home where he where he knew he lived he used to live and uh, apparently he eats animals live animals (laughs) raw in his in in the house and he he stalks these young women but he he wasn't on a mission to kill laurie straight he was just on a mission to go back home and kill anyone who got in his way yeah well he he got into that that devil worship (laughs) uh, put michael myers on the bad path but no you're you're totally right like uh, you know i mean it 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 needs to be a little bit thought out like uh the the clown guy he's an interesting to look at you know i mean he's he's like okay he's cool looking and he's got good kills but you know if they haven't given him any kind of backstory and there's and you can't you can't relate to any of the of his victims and it's kind of a pointless exercise to me yeah that that's my huge that's a that's a very good point that's a huge issue what when we're watching the film but is that going to stop me from seeing terrifier 3 hell no, no. i'm going to go see terrifier 3 cuz there's probably going to be some interesting kills in it but i'll still still be just as frustrated and pissed when i come out of the theater <laughs> i hope that they that they've taken some of the the community grumbling yeah. you know to heart because you're not the first person that i've talked to that has the same complaint about terrifier well, yeah for sure well, enough of that rant. Uh, what else? Uh, <laughs> what 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 did you, what else did you have on your list? Oh, we uh, we both watched When Evil Lurks by yeah. uh, that was recommended to us by our friend Tony Salvaggio. So thank you for that one, uh, Tony. He recommended that one, and it was that was it was a killer movie. That one was just oh yeah, uh, really good. It was a uh, Spanish speaking film. It was basically you know the I don't want to. I don't want to tell tell folks too much about it because I really think you should just watch it without a whole lot of of preconception. But basically, it's another kind of possession thing. There's a there's an evil in town that gets into people, and our protagonists are, you know, one of the biggest screw ups that you've ever met. Like the if the black sheep of the family was responsible yeah. for getting rid of this this evil entity, and it just goes from there. It's it's it gets out and it infects people, and there's some really like surprising jarring at jump out of your seat kills some real gross out kind of stuff it was i i really enjoyed that one 
yeah, this was another another film where they started off with some great world building here. Yeah. Um, that they don't go too much in depth with, but they're they're sprinkling it around where you can you get a, a sense of the world because it's not really the world we live in right now. It's 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 kind of like a mirror image, but twisted. So it looks normal, looks like normal everyday life, but there's a certain presence that's lurking within the world that uh, I don't want. Like I said, I, I hate to give anything away, so um, it's kind of hard to talk about it without giving certain things away. <laughs> you know, we like it if we if we're hesitant to give out spoilers. If yeah, it, if it's a piece of shit, we'll tell you how it ended and who the killer was. <laughs> uh, it, yeah, it was really like you said. The world building was great. It was this this kind of a rural place where everybody just understands that there's this malevolent creature that will get into people and that there's, you know, like, again, there's certain rules that that have to be established for what you can and can't do to to deal with it. And it feels like some of the more accomplished horror directors understand that there's got to be some kind of fundamentals. There's got to be some kind of rules for for being able to, uh, you know, uh, dispatch the monster. The, the, The evil has to be able to be fought on some level. Yeah, especially when you're coming in with uh, when evil lurks, there's a uh, there's a overwhelming sense of um, diabolical evil that if it's released upon the world, it will bring doom and damnation. I, I assume uh, not just to this little town, but it's going to spread like a virus. Yeah, and it, it kind of harkens back to some of those. Uh, old zombie films when i think you know i think of dawn of the dead and things like that it's not like that it's absolutely not like that but there's certain premises within the film that are similar in concept yeah so put on your reading glasses and watch some subtitles because it's yeah this is this is a really good one i forget the the film the other film that that uh the same director did let me check real quick which was another good one it terrified that was um, oh yeah, yeah same director and that was that was another banger. Yeah, you said you saw that. I, I that was on my list, but I just haven't seen it yet. I thought there was like some kind of. I thought you had some kind of reservations about it, but I'm not sure if that was. That well, I, like um, you know, that was another one that Tony recommended to us. Who's uh, you know, if you look back to oh, our channel, right. uh, Tony yeah. uh, guest hosted uh, one of these episodes with us, and that was a lot of fun. Um, he recommended Terrifier. He loved it. I really enjoyed terrified. it. I didn't terrified. Sorry, yeah. gosh. <laughs> um, uh, I I liked it a lot. I didn't love it as much as he did, but I loved uh, you know. When evil lurks, I thought that yeah. one was incredible. Yeah, that a uh, really good banger, uh, and yeah, that's totally recommended. And that's on Shutter. But yes. yeah, the the uh, we I saw talk to me on. I just paid for it on Amazon. Yeah. Uh, uh, when evil lurks is on Shutter, and uh, we also watched uh, Totally Killer, which is an Amazon Prime exclusive. Yeah, that was one I, I kind of recommended to you. Um, I I was. I was on this slasher kick. I know it's talking about slasher. We've been talking about slashers this entire time, but uh, I did read this book. Uh, it's called uh, "My Heart Is a Chainsaw," and <laughs> it's it was really kind of like it was a good book. I wouldn't say it's the best book, but uh, it's the primary character is you know a very uh, she's a horror fiend, but she's also primarily a slasher horror fiend. She loves horror oh. movies. And, or slasher horror movies and she knows everything about the genre she knows that there's final girls and 
uh, motivations for killers and sh- her. What's that? What was that? I heard, I heard like a noise in the background. Uh, yeah, I heard like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's right behind me, isn't it? Uh, so, anyways, uh, her every every chapter would start with an essay that she was writing to her high school teacher about slashers. Oh, and okay. it was very interesting. It was really cool. And I have like, I kind of pulled me back into the genre where I was specifically looking for a slasher flick. So I, I went on Netflix and I started watching that the third season of that uh, show slasher, which is on Netflix. Okay. Netflix. <laughs> Netflix. Netflix. Netflix? Um, Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is an okay show it is the, the, the acting is a little corny in it, but there's some good kill scenes, but, uh, but then I ran across Prime and I was like, oh, yeah, totally killers on here. This is a slasher flick with a, a little twist. So I was like, let's check it out. And- yeah, I I was hesitant for that one because I was familiar with it. It, it was on my radar. Um, I thought that the trailer looked a little bit too golly gosh darn and goofy yeah. and too self-aware. I it, it won me over pretty quickly pretty quick when I started watching it. I thought that the, uh, the acting was really good. I love the protagonist. Um, you know, I, I thought that, that it had some good writing. It, in my opinion, it drugged like crazy in the <laughs> second act. I was just like, come on. It's it, ba- just the, the basic setup is if you took, um, <laughs> if you took back to the future, uh, <laughs> like, uh, clueless and, um, and and scream and kind of mushed them into one unholy amalgam of a movie that was totally killer and yeah it works sometimes and sometimes it 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 kind of falls under the weight of its own premise yeah there's um so it's basically a time travel movie and with 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 movies like time travel there's a lot of things you have to kind of explain because other otherwise things just don't make sense yeah um, that as time travel movies even back to the future which is great uh, there are some things that you're like scratching your head on but <laughs> <laughs> like i don't know but did you get stephen hawking's on this one <laughs> <laughs> and with, with uh with totally killer they even they're very meta sometimes with their their dialogue they're self-aware on certain yeah. things like you said at the uh, beginning there um where they do kind of they kind of jump right into the time machine thing really quickly where uh, this this girl's uh, a a person close to this girl gets killed and her her friend is a scientific genius and she's like oh what are you doing for the science fair she goes oh but it's my time machine oh really you got have you got it working yet not yet i'm looking for one more aspect (laughs) right it's like it's it's almost like they it's one step away from breaking the fourth wall and talking directly to us like are you keeping up you got it yeah we get it it's we're not we're not dumb (laughs) uh, there was go ahead oh i was just saying that i just standout scenes for me that I thought were really funny um, is when she goes back in time, she goes back into the eighties. I want to, you know, I can't remember 85, 87, something like that. And goes back to where her mom was in high school and she goes to the same high school in 2023. But uh, back then the school was still named like the Bra- the red braves or something. Yeah. Like that. And she goes walking, you see the sign with the, the racist uh, Native American picture, and she goes, oh, there's the racism. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, that was funny. And then uh, just, 
you know, like total disregard for kids' safety, uh, you know, pro-bullying. There's a lot of, uh, of social commentary that, uh, that I really enjoyed. Some of it was maybe a little ham-fisted. Yeah. Um, you know, like, she's, like she says, oh, that's problematic. Your shirt's very problematic. I thought that was pretty funny. Oh, yeah. She has a, a federal booty inspector <laughs> shirt on, and she says, your shirt is crazy problematic. And the guy's girlfriend says, I think it's funny. Oh, yeah. I thought that was <laughs> Kind of, uh, it pretty much encapsulates the 80s. The it 80s, was, yeah. It was a very non-politically correct decade, as I recall. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I really enjoyed, you know, the, some of the things like um, where the guy was talking about, yeah, I I drink, I'll drive you guys out there. And she goes, I'm not driving with you drunk, but I drive better drunk. Goes, no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you know, one of the scenes is him driving these people out and he's like, yeah, I'm totally hammered. <laughs> and it's, it's a, uh, it, it was funny. There, there are some things with the time travel. I'm still scratching my head on that. You know, I'm not going to give away certain plot points, but I was like, how is he still alive? If, in the future, this has been changed. Why did that person get back here? Kind of thing. Uh, so. Yeah, I was. It it kind of um it it kind of followed uh, uh, Avengers Endgame rules more than a Back to the Future rules. And right. I, I've been throwing out a lot of superhero references. <laughs> <laughs> Even though but I know you're purely disgusted with those films too. <laughs> yeah, I know. I hate them. I totally hate them. I haven't seen most of them. Um, but yeah, it, it was, it was definitely, if you've got a prime membership, you could do worse. I, I had fun watching it. I thought that the beginning was, was really strong and that the ending kind of redeemed the middle, the, the middle, I was trying not to look at my phone. It, it got, <laughs> it, it got a bit tough. Like when they, when they go to the cabin and they're kind of waiting around, it just felt like they, they were struggling to get from the second to the third act. Yeah, yeah. It, I feel like they're just kind of throwing in some filler there just to like pad out some of the time. Um, but like you said, I, I, I did have an enjoy I did enjoy it. There's some cool kill scenes in it. I think um the surprise twist killer thing at the ending was like I said, okay. I, I guess you kind of could have saw it coming, but at the same time I was like, Well, not it, it wouldn't have happened if time like I said, I'm not. I, I, I don't. Should I spoil it? I don't know if I should spoil it. Maybe I should. Yeah, spoil. no, don't, don't spoil it. But yeah, yeah you're, you're. I, I will agree with you that it doesn't make a hell of a lot of sense. <laughs> I guess they figure that you're kind of already in. You know, like you're kind of already in for the ride. I, I think that the biggest sin that the movie makes is that it keeps referencing movies that are better than the movie that you're watching. <laughs> right. <laughs> but you know, don't get me wrong, I enjoyed it, but it's yeah. not clueless. It's it's the original Scream. You know, and I say the original Scream. Every every sequel can can kiss my butt. But yeah, uh, you know, uh, and. You know, Mean Girls, Clueless, like all these, yeah. <laughs> all these movies that it's trying to be, did it better. Let's just be honest about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a, an amalgam of all the all those movies, and but you know, it has some funny stuff in it. Uh, if you like meta, you meta dialogue, um, things that kind of it kind of makes fun of both the politically correct crowd and makes fun of the. The not so politically correct. Yeah, crowd, but, yeah, which was which was it was yeah. fun. It was it it had some really you know snappy writing, which I yeah. appreciated. You know, talking about time travel, it kind of reminded me of that show Dark. Have you ever watched that German show Dark? 
I I haven't. I've started it. I I thought it was English at first, to be honest with you, and then they started <laughs> speaking German, and uh, I had to read the subtitles. And at the time, I wasn't interested in reading subtitles. No, so I, I get it. So I, get I, it. I have to be a mo- in a mood to really uh, pay attention to that. Um, but I definitely want to see it. Oh, it'll give you a nosebleed. I I really enjoyed it, but you, you talk about like you know just getting caught up in this this goofy, uh, like you know time travel stuff. I know we're getting kind of close, kind of long on time here, but like we were talking about rules. One one thing that bugged me about that that I've seen so many other time travel movies do, and it drives me up the wall is this person a as a young person interacting with person b who's an older person and the big reveal is i'm you and but i'm <laughs> i'm older like you wouldn't notice like you right could, you could gain 80 pounds and be old as hell and you'd still know that it's you or did be like are you we're related in some kind of way because yeah like yeah obviously look the same come on <laughs> well especially if it's older you and the younger you came back you're like hey what the fuck <laughs> I know. I, I, is... I recognize that that monkey's looking haircut and that <laughs> awkward <you> gait. <laughs> I, re- I remember that uh, mullet I had back then. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Jean, that jean jacket and all those buttons. <laughs> <laughs> I just got to let you know, buddy, that it gets better with age. <laughs> <laughs> he'll, he'll probably be frightened. Oh, my God, this is what I turn into? Always. Ah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think... Um, so upcoming, we do have a, uh, we do have a watch through coming up. It's for a classic film with something I haven't seen in a while. I know you haven't seen in a while, Clay. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm, I'm really excited about this one. I think it's going to be, uh, it's going to be great for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, we'll have a special guest, uh, with us to help review that movie. And so, yeah, exciting stuff. Uh, you'll be seeing, like, if you're watching this now, you'll be seeing my Alan Wake 2 playthroughs that I've been uploading on the channel. Um, Excellent. Yeah, those are good. And um, you're still uh, maybe working on a retrospective down the line, maybe? Yes, uh, still work on the retrospective. That's why I've got the new little setup camera here. I've got, I was trying to use my lapel mics. I got new lapel mics. um, Oh, okay. I wanted to hook up for this one, but I just couldn't get them to work because I'm an idiot. I'll get it to work eventually. Because computers are stupid and hard. <laughs> Me bang on keyboard. <laughs> Careful. Almost broke it. Um, okay, yeah. So uh, thank, you, thank you, everybody, for listening. This is Bits and Chunks on Cinematic Suffering. I'm Jason. I'm Clay. And hit that like button, damn it. Hit the like button. Comment. Subscribe. And we'll talk to you guys later. Take care. Bye. See ya.